Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to part two of our Bannon Dunes recap podcast uh, with my buddies Mark, Andy, and Keel. If you missed part one, go ahead and go back and give that one a listen. Uh, you know, this was basically a two and a half hour long conversation that I just decided to cut into two pieces. So the first hour-ish uh, part of this podcast was part one. We kind of sliced it right in half, and so we're just going to pick right up on our conversation that we left off on. Uh, I think we're about to get into our favorite closers, uh, the favorite 18th holes at Bannon Dunes Golf Resort. Uh, then we'll jump into some of our just favorite uh, you know, non-first or 18th holes in general, some holes that gave the other guys a few challenges during our trip. Uh, and then talking about you know some other stories uh, from 2019 that were a lot of fun. So again, if you have not listened to part one, go ahead and do that. And uh, if you have, then please enjoy part two of our 2019 Bannon Dunes Recap Podcast. Let's talk. Uh, just as the uh, as the openers are all sensational, as are the 18th holes at all of the big four courses. Uh, and shoot. I, I'll let you throw 13 to preserve in there as well if you really if you love uh, being able to hit hit putter off the uh, if you love being able to hit putter off the tee. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll let everybody rank all all five of their openers. Um, by me for default, I would just put 13 to preserve. You know, fifth just because the other four are just so yeah. so wild. But uh, do, do you want to do? Let's let's mix it up here a little bit, Marky. Yeah. If I asked you to rank the best 18th holes at Bannon Dunes. Which of the courses has your favorite closer, uh, and then second, third, and fourth, and so on? All right. So I think my favorite closer, uh, again, it goes to uh, to Pacific. Um, I think like to the same things that you liked about Pacific the first hole. I think it just has these like you you kind of turn to Pacific eighteen, and it's just this massive dune bunker that you see. And it's just, I mean, you see that and you're like, God, look at that monster. Kind of like every time I, I don't know, for the first thing that comes to my mind is like the green monster in Boston. I'm like, God, that thing is just this massive thing. I don't want to go anywhere near that thing. Um, and I, I just think like the first shot's amazing. Second shot just littered with a bunch of bunkers. And then you end up with this really cool green at the end. I mean, I, I think, you know, ending on a five is is so fun because you can get maybe a low score at the end. So, I mean, I love Pacific in, in, in that sense. Number two, I think is, is old Mac, um, with the, uh, the punch bowl ender, you know, I, I think it's a fairly challenging hole for me. Like I'm not a big long ball hitter, so I don't really hit it that far, but then you still have like a, for me, I, I feel like I always have like a nice four iron in, but you can't let it run up like the rest of the other holes. You have to hit it over this, like, crazy very well guarded fortress of you know punch bowl bunkers uh or sorry uh hills and i just think that it's, it's such a fun hole uh and then from there i think it's Bandon. again i love ending on a five it's i think for me like i i shoot fairly well there on 18 except for our money game i freaking put one out of bounds i've never seen even seen the right side of the fairway and uh, i find one out of bounds but uh, I, I just think that's such a great hole to end on. And then for me, I think Bandon Trails is four. But I think in this one, like they're much closer to me, closer for me than they are the opening holes. I think like they're much more solidified on the opening holes. I, I really do like Bandon Trails. 
it kind of reminds me like I always say it kind of reminds me of like a motocross um like dune like you just you're like all right i just hit my ball over this hill i have no idea where it went you get down to it and you're you know potentially hopefully down at the very bottom um and that was a cool experience too for our trip kyle because you and i played together and we both ended on a nice birdie uh to to end trails on on 18 um yours was much more magnificent i feel like with that with that nice long putt that was so fun that's good Uh, um, I mean, I, I just think it, like for me, all the enders are very, very good. That this one was a, a much tighter race. Uh, so yeah, for, for me, it had to be Pacific, Old Mac, Bandon, and then Trails. Yeah, I that that, that is a tough list to argue with. That that, <laughs> that is pretty good, uh, Mr. Fertig. What do you, what do you got for us, brother? Yeah, so this was this was fun when Mark uh, put this on the list of of stuff to rank. So. I went uh, Old Mac 1 because of the punch bowl green. Like, I I just think that's so fun to be able to have the the pin, you know, 30 feet right of that giant hump that's guarding, you know, the front of the green. Um, And then being able to hit it left of that and have it end up, like, right of the hole uh, is just just super fun. Like, you're kind of just – it almost feels like mini golf. If you hit a good shot, you just kind of throw your ball through the clown's mouth and you see where it ends up on the other side. <laughs> oh, um, so, awesome. so I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I have Bannon dunes number two um, to Mark's point. I, I like finishing on a par five. I also just think again, a lot of it goes back to like the lodge being right there and being so big and kind of having that not, not you know as much of a stadium as you're going to get at Bandon with with kind of the the hotel surrounding it and the lodge and and the pro shop uh, and having all your buddies there and having a chance to make a birdie on on 18 is always fun. I have Pacific at three, um, kind of for the same reason, right? Obviously it's it's beautiful, but it's another par five. It's kind of a fun green that that sort of funnels down towards the center. Uh, where you can you can kind of hit it around and and have it kick down back towards the middle. Um, and I have trails at four. Um, I like the trails finishing hole. Uh, again, you know it's it's tough to rank one of these fourth. Um, but if I were to if if you know having putting them in a the list, I would have trails kind of below the the other three. Amazing stuff, Gil. you have a lot to learn young pad you have a lot to learn young pad one you gotta we gotta keep you got you got a few more years of that jedi braid before we're allowed to cut that thing off bro it's just, it's, it's gotta be pretty pretty serious yeah yeah fair enough uh keel of all the 18th holes which one did you think was the prettiest and the second prettiest <laughs> Okay. Pacific, <laughs> Old Mac, Old Mac Bannon, Bannon, Trails. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, nice, nice, nice. I got you, bro. I got you. Classic Keel. Unbelievable. Yeah, dude, 18 at Pacific is a ball buster. That, I mean, that is that is a hero's par five if there ever was one. Especially, yeah, it sure is. I mean, have you guys ever played that hole from the tips? It is no. gnarly. So Pacific is the only course there that I've actually ever played played the tips from. I actually had one of the best rounds I've ever had there. 81, no big deal, thanks. Uh, <laughs> but, dude... That that golf hole from all the way up in the gorse, like tucked all the way back up in the gorse, is a just savage beast. I mean, it is so gnarly from back there. And is that instead like instead of going straight, you turn left down that little like gorse tunnel, yeah, and then you walk up the hill. Then there's tee boxes yeah. wedged into oh, the gorse up God. on the side of the hill up there. It's, yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah. So basically, you don't have the angle. So that big, huge blowout bunker slash sand dune. It's on the left side of the fairway, like from all the way up on those back tees, like it doesn't matter how big you are. Like it doesn't matter how big you are. If you want to hit driver, it's positioned in the spot where it's just at the perfect spot where you'll leak right into it. So it's like begging you to not hit driver. So just to take it out of play, but also then you're leaving yourself 400 and what? 450, 460. Dude, it's like, and, and on top of that, then you have a second shot that you got to not only hit a, tw- you know, hit 250 yards, but you got to get that thing up in the air quick because that fucking sand dune is so big. Like it's just, yeah, it's yeah. everything you could ever. Buy. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you're playing. You step up and you do that that 18th hole, and you're like, huh, fuck. <laughs> All right, it's like it's time to go. Uh, so for that, on top of it just being incredibly beautiful, uh, Pacific one. Old Mac 2, for the same reasons Andy cited, the punch bowl green is just, I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's one of the coolest things ever. Um, uh, not, not the, not angle A. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> that is a punch bowl green, Keel. That is, oh, it's just so damn cool. For sure. Uh, and then, unlike you guys, I'd probably go Trails 3. Uh, that kind of sort of blind tee shot kind of over the... I don't know why. I just really like golf holes where you're hitting over a road. I don't know. For whatever reason, it just feels really satisfying. <laughs> kind uh, of dangerous. It's a, little, it's a little dangerous, you know? It's a little, it's a little odd. You're ball flight guy. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Piercing oh, ball flight. Yeah, you, you better not have any 18-wheelers driving that road because that, <laughs> that thing's getting taken out, dude. I'm sniping that guy right off the road. Um yeah, so I'd probably say Trails 3 and then Bannon 4. Again, not because the closer of Bannon is not spectacular. It's just uh, the other three are so awesome. that I, Someone has to be fourth. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh. It's just that you took so much money from Mark and I on 18 and oh, Bannon. God. You, you wrote that one off. Honestly, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm most disappointed, maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that the birdie game where I felt like I should have won a shit ton of money happened there because, was it? I hit two great golf shots on 18 abandon this year. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, I, I had a feeling that I think when we actually yelled, because a bunch of people were watching us as we're coming in on 18, and we're asking them, hey, who made the last birdie on what hole? Yeah. And we hear that it was on 17, meaning that a birdie on 18 is going to take the whole pot. You know, we're talking 500 plus bucks. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Decided by my favorite K-Fan okay. guy. Uh, and 
I think I was sitting, I had 70 yards to the flagstick, about 25 yards to the front edge of the green, and your boy just fucking literally <laughs> plays plays a safe shot to get, make sure I get myself something inside 20 feet that, that's makeable. And so I take out a seven iron to bump and run that guy up there, and I still manage to fucking chunk the ball and leave myself like a fifty-five oh, footer, no. you know, up up the entirety of the green. So, and then obviously didn't make the birdie, and you know, apparently our guy White, apparently our guy Whiting, hit the green in two. Oh, I heard this. And then basically putted it up there to like four or five feet. Just basically just forgotten all, back. forgotten all about the birdie game, and just went up there without ever reading his putt, and just fucking tapped it and lifted it out, oh, <laughs> no. without reading it at all. It was just like kind of, you know. Oh God. Oh, devastating. Makes you feel, makes you probably feel better about missing than than I did on my 15 footer that I had for birdie. I did the same thing that you did. I hit two perfect shots. I had a wedge in. I hit it to about. 14 feet and i read it from you know seven sides of the hole and uh, i still missed that sounds really familiar i feel like i saw that story play out from you like at yeah. least a half a dozen times uh, i was there man you you were there too and yeah. it was it hurts not pretty- even the stories hurt <laughs> oh but it was i've never had so much fun making bogeys <laughs> and doubles <laughs> <laughs> double transfusions yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So if, if we're talking about openers and closers. Let's just go, you know, uh, o- overall, I guess. So do you guys have like a favorite and least favorite hole just in general on each of the four courses? Is that something if I asked you guys to, to give to me, you'd be able to come up yes. with? <laughs> Mark, uh, it, yes. Mark immediately. Yes, I am dialed. This actually I thought, and we don't have to go through all of them just for the sake of time, but I thought this was one of the most fun and like also kind of telling things I did on this, you know, preparation for this pod was I, I ranked. So how my mind put this together was I went through and did the flyover. Not that I, I, I remembered most of the holes and, and I approves. said, what are, <laughs> yeah. What are some of my favorite holes on each course? And I usually came up to about four to five holes that I, I really enjoyed. And I put together like a top 10 favorite holes at the entire resort and that was super fun. If you haven't done it, anyone who's been to Bandon, sit down and take the time to do it. And it's kind of telling on which ones are your favorite courses and why. Um, but it's really interesting. So, I mean, I'll, I'll do my top favorite holes, and then I'll do my top least favorite five holes. Um, super quick. Super quick. So I, I love. But by the way, I just want to point out that if somebody was, was listening to us right now and didn't know that we were talking about golf, this would be really, really wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Bandon? Top. <laughs> 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 uh, it's oh, so good. good. All right, Marky, so, tell us, tell us about all of your favorite holes, my man. So I think, I think <laughs> all of my favorite holes. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have put that in everybody's mind. I'm sorry. It's just all right. So top five, I would say Bannon 16. I I just think Bannon 16, the risk and reward on that hole is just incredible on the water. For some reason, you kind of always end up at sunset there. Um, It's just, I don't know. It's just amazing, amazing hole. Uh, Two for me is Pacific 11. So that's the the par three. The second of the back-to-back par threes. The back-to-back par threes, the most kind of on the water. Um, it's just very scorable. It's like what, 120, 130. Uh, usually people can get close. We had almost three birdies in our group. Like, it's just a great hole. Yeah. Um, 
super amazing, just very scorable. It's just a, a picture hole for everyone. So I, I really like that one. Uh, uh, number three for me is Bandon Four. So I have oh. this theory that every course has their like hole that you have now made it into the course. And I think Bandon Four is that one for Bandon, which I think is the strongest of the four. And I mean, you turn that corner on Bandon Four and you just see this infinity green and you're like, is there any room behind that green? Is there just a cliff directly behind it? <laughs> um, it's just, it, it's like nothing else. I mean, especially if, if Bannon is it your first time ever playing Bannon, you just immediately grabs people because from the tee box, it doesn't look like anything special and you make that turn and it really is. Uh, and then I'd say number four for me is Bandon 12. This one I think was one that jumped up on the list a lot for me this trip. Uh, so Bannon short 12, par three with the infinity green. Yes. Yes. That we played as a, what a seven some this trip. We did. Yes, we did. God, that was so. We set a pretty good fun. pace as a seven. Some, by the way, I was pretty proud of us. We did pretty that good. So much fun. Uh, our friend, our friend, my one of my my best friends, Justin, just walked in as well. And I think this is now a abandoned commercial for him. So <laughs> we might. He's a big golfer too. Yes. Uh, he played at a uh, Dominican actually up north. Um, Beautiful, powerful uh, Dominican University. <laughs> uh, so Bandon twelve, I think, just grew on me this trip. It was amazing. And then uh, a sneaker, uh, number five for me, is Preserve number nine. Um, Preserve number nine is that par three that goes downhill. You just see, like, you can see a lot of Bandon dunes. You can see the water. Like, there's just something about that hole that every time I'm there, I need to take a picture of it. It's just, like, I'm like, I need to remember this hole. So, like, you go to my phone, and every year I have a picture of Preserve nine just to make sure it's, like, as amazing as I thought it was. <laughs> Um, oh, it's fantastic. But yeah, and in terms of least favorite, I mean, I'll, I'll quickly. So, trail sixteen and s trail seven are one and two for me. Oh, just, oh God, those uphill long holes just beat the just just beat the shit out of me. You, you don't like holes that go uphill? No, I no. It's a common theme you'll see in my. But number three is old Mac. Number four, I, I not, long holes just uh, don't do it for me. Uh, also uphill. Yeah, also uphill. <laughs> Pacific fourteen. Um, is that the Pacific fourteen? Is um, is that the par three? Yeah, that's that par three. I was telling Andy about that. I really love thirteen, and I feel like they forgot about. They're like, oh crap, we only have seventeen amazing holes. Let's just squish fourteen up there in like the dunes. Wait, uh, wait, which course you talking about again? Is sorry, it's Pacific fourteen. Oh, okay. This is this is one of those hot takes, I think. Wow, okay. Because I could see someone being like, how do you not like Pacific 14? It's an incredible hole. I just, I don't know. I just feel like they kind of just squished it up there uh, for for me, is, is is that little par three up there. Um, and, and and I'm sure that, that'll get debated and, and, and people will talk about that for many years to come. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and then for my last five and the least favorite holes is old Mac number 10. Um, and that's again, another long hole, anything with anything to do with long holes. I just don't like it. Just get me out of there. So what I'm taking from this Marky, is you don't like 
the one and two handicap holes on most of the golf courses. <laughs> My favorite hole almost on the on the whole resort is trails number uh handicap one. Oh god, I love trails number nine. Oh, such an amazing hole. I, I, that was the thing. I won a skin on that somehow with a birdie. Because because it's the number one handicap, I got a birdie net eagle and I won a skin there. That like what do you think? Is that actually the ninth, tenth hardest hole on that golf course? So we, Relative so to par? we talked about that as an interesting uh as an interesting podcast idea is re handicapping the golf courses at Bandon because I feel like there are several holes where I look at it and I'm like Wow, this is 18. Like, what, what were we talking about? 12. Uh, 12 trails. at Trails. The long par three. That's like 240. That's yeah. the 18 handicap at Trails. That's outrageous. That that makes no sense. Like, I made, I made I would a pretty easy three there. Through... <laughs> Casual easy three. By the way, I'm glad that you guys brought that one up because I just wanted to casually flex on all of you real quick while the podcast is going. That I want to just throw, mention that you everybody, I, I think somebody hit driver there. I think uh, there was a couple of three woods, and uh, you know, I, I, I was uh, as you guys know, I was having a pretty uh, a pretty wild time out of trails, and I was just sitting there watching you guys play, and then my boy Tommy just puts a club in my hand. I look at it, homeboy hands me an iron. I was like, really? He goes, dog. <laughs> He's like, dog, you got this. Uh, you know, your boy put it right there, uh, middle, you know, middle front, wow. feeling pretty good. So just just wanted to flex on everybody real quick and wow. just remind everybody that. that is- that is quite the flex. You're I welcome. saw Spencer Reamer get a three there only using a persimmon wood. <laughs> he hit it up there, he chipped it, and he putted with a persimmon. What what powerful three. Mr. Reamer. <laughs> I know. I, I need to make the sure. The Bay MVP. Yeah, that was, it was incredible. God, that is that is fantastic. Yeah, that is a great idea, Eddie. Let's... Uh, Let's let's save that. We'll uh we'll do a re a re handicapping yeah. pod uh, coming up here soon. Oh look at that. We'll table that. I, teasing. I would, I would love to, I would love to go through that. Look at us just teasing. <laughs> Future <laughs> podcast phenomenal. Um, wow, Marky, I I don't know if to wait until I go to my turn or if I want to just engage you right now in some some of your uh, your picks. The, the number- <laughs> do we want to just do we want to just take our turns to attack Mark's picks? Do because it. I'm fine with. That. How about I? I think I the it. hottest take, which I didn't mention when I had to do least favorite holes. Uh, like I said, I did on every single hole. I looked at every hole as a whole, every course as a whole. But I think Bannon was the hottest take I had. I told Andy every par three not named number twelve. Wow, wow! I just can't do it. The wow. turtle shell greens. I'm like, what the hell? And they all kind of relatively look the same, and they're all super tough. But number twelve is obviously don't get me wrong. And number two, like you said, you didn't like number two. No, number two, number two <laughs> is a bit of a tough walk to start your day going up that hill. Typically, I don't hit it well on that hole. So then I'm walking up that, trudging up that hill. That's how you get the blood circulating. That that's how it works. <laughs> I can't wait till you have someone who like actually knows their shit. Like you're gonna, yeah, you're you're gonna have one of the guys from the fried egg on, and they're like that guy that you had on that said that he did every part three on bandit. <laughs> what? Podcast <laughs> uh, losing and gaining credibility all at the same time. Fuck, Hot ab- fantastic. Uh, man. All right, so I'm, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick a couple bones here, Andy. Feel free to jump in whenever whenever you want your partner, Keel. So, I know. I see that look in your eye right now that you have no idea what we're talking about for about eighty percent of this. So you just chime in when you need to. 
Nice, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So, okay, one whole... God, I gotta, I gotta get that out of my mind. So, one of my favorite... One, one golf hole that I've always thought was really, really tough and I could never quite crack and figure it out, I gained a whole new appreciation for this year because I finally hit it on, yeah, on the tee where you're supposed to put it to give you like the perp, you know, the, the ideal second shot in, and it all clicked. Not, it, it, it's sad to say that it actually only, it helped because number four at Old Mac, all right, oh. number four at Old Mac is a beast. From the tips, it's 500 yards. You know, That's and, and, and when we when we play that golf hole. In, 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 in the wintertime, it plays directly into the wind as well, which is wild. So in summertime, you know, a, a lot of these golf courses are built with the prevailing summer wind in mind. So in summertime, number four at Old Mac is actually downwind, and it's not quite it's not quite as uh, as brutal as it is when we play it at the time of year we go. But, you know, wintertime, even from the green tees, which often are going 65, 6,600 yards, this is like a 470-yard uphill par four into the wind. But I realized this year that the closer you can play it to that wild bunker on the right side with all that trouble, the whole side of that golf hole is falling off to the right. And if you do, if you miss it at all, it's going to roll all the way down. And then it's, you got to yeah. just start thinking of it as a par You five. are dead. You're absolutely dead. Like you're, you're not making four from over there unless you can basically you know get up and down from 170 yards. You couldn't even yeah. get up that hill. No, I, that's what I was just going to say. I, I don't mean to step on you, Kyle. No. but. Uh, one of the first years that we were out there, it was raining and I had new golf shoes on and it Mistake. took me 10 minutes to get up that hill. I hit it down to the, I hit it down on the bottom of that, of that hog's back on the right. And I remember thinking at one point, like I'm, I'm going to have to turn around and just go back to the, to the pro shop. I, I can't, I can't get up this hill. I'm not going to make it with my, with my pull cart. This is why you get a caddy. They tell you which way to go. I'm trying to tackle this thing on the face and it's like, I'm climbing Rushmore. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm falling down the nose. I go, Andy, don't be a hero. Turn around. Just, just go up. The, just go home. Don't be just a hero. Shopping. No, I was like, just don't go up the face anymore. Uh, that was great. If, if, yeah, if anyone who's played Bandon, hole number four, if you ever hit it up the right, Godspeed if it's raining and, and you're trying to get up that hill. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you, Kyle. I hit it up there. I That's another hole that I called Wolf on in our game. And the, both the caddies were like, oh, that was a bad call. That was a bad call. Like, Wait a second. What do you mean? I'm, I'm right down the middle. And then you guys all hit it down the middle. And then I realized that the points aggregated – and that I was in big trouble. You were a big um, trouble. But yeah, that's uh, that's it's a, it's an interesting hole because even though I hit it in the right spot, it is still listed as uh, my only least favorite hole on Old Mac. Well, so what's interesting is that that fairway is so huge. I mean, really, the key is just don't miss right. But the way that the fairway is structured is if you hit it, it's center of the fairway or left center of the fairway. It's going to catch a slope that's going to kick the ball left. And it's not it's not really going to feed the ball forward at all. It's going to kind of neutralize the momentum of the golf ball, 100%. and it's and, and it's going to leave you with a number like somewhere around two twenty in, right? So you got yeah. a pretty you got a pretty big golf shot. However, into the wind, exactly. If but in but if you are willing to test it and really and you're willing to kind of get a little frisky, 
and you and you can play it within about 15 yards of that edge of that bunker and that slope that falls off to the right, there is a speed slot there that will feed your ball another 40 or 50 yards forward, and that wow. is how you get to have a mid-iron into that green. So well, it's a ton of risk-reward off the tee. If you listeners are more bold than than me and almost as bold as Kyle, you should try that. Oh, I but put if mine you're so down left, if you're down on the right there, you are fucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you What you, are you? You are in so much trouble and I've had a couple where I've hit it over there and I'm like, "Oh, that should be good." And then it just kind of starts to leak over and you're like, "Oh, just just stay right there." And then you're down there, and you are in big trouble. <laughs> and I would rather be 220 on the left and try to get up and down from 40 yards than to be down there and, and debate having to turn around and go home because I couldn't get up the hill. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to tell you guys, it, it is a great, great golf hole. I, 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 I really started to appreciate how wild it is because, really, it's a four and a half. You know what I mean? Like it's not a par five and it's oh, not God, a par four. It's, it's a four hard. and a half. So if you it's mean, at least a four and a half, it's like a four seven five. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Well, the thing about it is, like, if you take par out of it, right, and you're going out and you're just playing it as a match play, you know, playing that course match play, it's perfect because then you, oh, yeah. you, oh yeah, there are two very. I mean, if it's match play and you're just deciding, all right, am I going to try to make four? Am I going to try to make five here? It's perfect. I mean, it, it, it's oh because. You can get as aggressive as you want to to try to make that four, but that turns into a six and a seven real quick. I mean, the risk-reward off that tee alone is just wild, like absolutely yeah, I say, wild. I would say being down on the right there is it's about as, it's about as yeah, it's about as fucked as you can be without going into a hazard or you know go like hitting it up. I mean, it is it is rough down there. Don't go yeah. there, gentlemen don't, and ladies. Don't go there. Don't go down there. Uh, let me see, Andy. What what other ones of Mark's choices can we can 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 we tell him he's wrong? Oh, get, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go right back to it again. I, it sounds to me like uh, Marky just does not like golf holes that are <laughs> often long and uphill. Well, I got to tell you one thing. I, without spoiling too much, because I know we got a sheep ranch preview coming up. If you really don't like 16 at trails, you are not gonna like number 11 at sheep ranch, which by the way looks <laughs> looks oh, absolutely phenomenal like it looks so good and it has got that same crazy up like 16 at trails is more or less uphill the entire way whereas 11 at sheep ranch it's kind of that same sort of like intense uphill like blind green it's so uphill uh but that's only probably for the last you know 250 yards of the hole oh perfect and and let me make sure i i I also talk about 16 the reason i hate 16 it, and I it hate such a strong word because I actually I, I I had a fun time this year because I put it up way high right and I saw a different view of the hole. But I think the, the part is the mental part is like you're exhausted. Trails is, I would say, the hardest walk out of all the courses by a long shot. And you're exhausted and you get to 16 and you go, you, you finish 15, you're like, all right, that was that was fun. Like, OK, all right. Then you turn on 16 and you go that's not where we're walking up, right? That's already a hole that we've already played, right? And you're like, oh my God, here we go. And I I just think like at the end of the round, it's just, you are wiped. 
and you're you this maybe this is your you know 34th hole of the day and you're and I think that's also why I have so many nightmares because the first time I think you know Keel said a lot of times he's like hey I loved this hole because it was the first course I ever played we played Pacific the first year we ever played four years ago and then I played an immediate replay of trails and I remember telling Andy I go wait until you see you know number 16 at trails it is a monster and I think it's just forever haunted me. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the movie It. I just say, yeah, no matter how old I get, it's always going to scare me. Those clowns. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, man. I mean, that's a, it's a long. I, what, what do you guys think? It's probably. I don't know if I have a scorecard right here in front of me. Andy, could you bring up uh, one I of your? One, you, hey, can you bring up one of your flyovers real quick for me, pal? Yeah, Please and thank you. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my guess is that it's probably five, five and change. Uh, maybe just a little over five. Yeah. Um, you know, straight uphill. Plays five, five thirty from the tips. Uphill, it plays about seven seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. it's, it's four ninety-four from the tees that we play. But yeah, I mean, I remember the first year uh, when when Bill Sternis was kind enough to uh, hand me his flask of Gentleman's Jack after I had hit it way up on the right. Yeah. Um, trudged up that hill in the rain. My umbrella turned inside out because of the wind. Um, and I'm playing awful. And he was, was kind enough to say, Hey, it looks like you need this. And I sure did. Uh, and, but yeah, I, I, I wasn't as bad this year. Trails is tough, especially, I think a lot of times we play it, um, as a replay because it seems to be more open than some of the other courses, um, and yeah, having that as your, your 34th hole of the day is, is definitely tough, but, um, it's fun as long as you don't go up to the right, like Mark recommended you to do. That's, that is psychotic. <laughs> no, 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 That no, is no. a psychotic move to go no, up no, to the right. right. It was, I said it was fun. I said, I, it wasn't, it wasn't recommended. It was not it was recommended. Did, uh, did either of you guys hit a good enough drive and then try to go for it in two? No. I, I didn't. Month. I didn't bring a Louisville slugger with me. Yeah. I also have gotten there. I, I mean, so not not to flex on you guys again, but I did have a debate with with Tommy <laughs> when we were up there trying to figure out if we wanted to try to get home, and he told me since I don't carry a three wood in my bag that if I gave the hybrid everything I had, he thinks I had about a ten percent chance of sneaking it onto the front edge, and so we decided to lay up, and it, it did not feel good. But uh, I, I think that's the moment I said I got to put a three wood in the bag. I got. I got. <laughs> I got to put a three wood in there. Is, is I this... made a with Roger Dunn on my phone, and I will be there on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, I just, I wanted to get it. I hit, oh, I hit a rocket low, like so. I, I didn't even mess with the hill on the right. Just hit an absolute rocket low, and uh, it did. Thing just kept running forever, and I think I had like two forty-five straight up that hill, and I was like, oh, not gonna happen. That Damn. you. <laughs> I would have to re tee. <laughs> yeah, I would have to have a tee, like a tee ball tee, <laughs> and, a, and a baseball bat to get it there. That that hill is is everything it's cracked up to be. Yeah, it's big. It's very very big. Uh, but it's so good though. Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to think here, Andy. What, do you, do you, what's the best way to do this? Do you, do you have like a favorite hole on like each of the four yeah, courses? Yeah, the one, the, the one hole that I don't think that we talked about. Uh, what's her name? Is <laughs> is Classic. number four at Bandon? I thought that up. Um, 
You brought that up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, no, then, then I, I would say it's then me. I would then number I would three. then I would say it's it's the third hole at Old Mac, the Ghost Tree Hole. Oh, how have we not talked about the Ghost Tree Hole? I don't know. I don't know how yeah. we haven't talked about it yet. It seems crazy. Sentence. It's that that hole is just so like that is kind of the abandoned golf shot for me when I think about the trip in general and look back on it is like, oh yeah, and then remember the remember the fucking shot over the ghost tree? Like you're just hitting on over a giant hill. And I know Kyle, you probably don't like this hole because of that, you know, twenty five foot ball flight that you have that goes three hundred and forty yards abandoned. But it's, uh, re- it's really challenging uh, for me. I, th- I have to hit like eight iron. Two two twenty in in San Francisco, two oh five. But but that hole is just so fun because you have a chance to kind of go over either side. Again, you can really hit it wherever you want to. It's one of the few holes where I think the golf the 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 golf saying of trees are ninety percent air is actually a real thing um, because there's no leaves on that tree. Uh, <laughs> That you can just kind of take dead aim at it and 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 just go left, go wow. for it, and oh, wow. yeah, you can go left and, and try to tempt fate. Um, My caddy would thought you guys were idiots. I told White to go left. He went left. We never. I was like, we never looked back. We crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> you can, if you can hit a fade, the play is absolutely to go. Oh, left. I went dead straight left. Yes. And right. it's it is it's so fun because it's again it's it's kind of like what I was saying about eighteen right it's it's like that mini golf where you're hitting the ball into the clown's mouth and you're just like wow I wonder where this is going to end up and you don't even know what the the other side of that hill looks like especially if you've been there for the first time mm-hmm. so like getting to the peak of that and seeing like everything on the property in front of you and just looking out and being like wow this really is just like golf paradise um is gotta be one of my favorite moments of every year that we go is like getting over the crest of the ghost tree and seeing trying to figure out where your ball is and how far it went down and which side of the hill it hit and um that's just that's that feeling is indescribable so unparalleled nothing like it in american golf just just it's very very special uh yeah do, do you have a least favorite hole at old mac andy a least favorite hole at old mac is that, i guess what uh, number four at old number four what we were talking would, about earlier yeah, i have that is the only hole that i have highlighted um and it's that goddamn hill and it's just even <laughs> even even this year um why don't you try hitting it to the left like you did this year what were you doing over there I but I was I was still two twenty five out into the wind. I don't I don't like I said I don't carry a Louisville slugger. So you got that shot. I feel I, I feel I don't like know if I do, Kyle. before I go to Bannon, I love just googling and just looking up on Spotify or his podcast Bannon Dunes. I feel like someone's gonna look this up and be like, God, number four. He's gonna tell his buddies like, Watch yeah. out, buddy. Yeah, let's yeah. just skip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. What about all right? How about the According to Andy Fertig, maybe the worst golf course in the state of Oregon. What, what do you have as your favorite hole at Pacific Dunes? <laughs> what a dog! <laughs> what, I don't. I don't want to be the guy that goes on. <laughs> that it's the worst. <laughs> maybe the worst on property. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, but I would say eleven is my favorite. 
Yeah. And for all the reasons that are described and, and the reasons that everybody knows that Pacific is, you know, the top public course in the country. Um, it's right there on it's right there on the beach. It's it's a short par three, which I love. Um, it leads you into a lot more quirkiness with the the four par threes and the or the yeah the four par threes and mm-hmm. the three par fives. Um, I have four and nine at Pacific listed as my least favorite holes. Oh, um, what a fucking terms- nut job! Unbelievable. Tell me more. Four, four is just it's it's. <laughs> It's a beautiful hole, right? Just and too, too it, much, probably, too much ocean frontage. I don't like it. <laughs> I like. I'll tell you what. The best drive that I hit is usually the one that I hit from the black tees out into the ocean uh, before we tee off on on the hole. But it's four forty nine from the tees that we play it at, um, and it's just it has we're, all we're always against the wind. We're against the wind. It has all that junk there on the left. And it has a giant cliff to your death of the ocean on the right. You're you're hitting off the edge of the world. It's a beautiful golf hole. It's just so hard. Yeah, in Andy's defense, I actually had four as one of my favorite holes and least favorite holes, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. So, question. If we were there in summertime and that hole was playing 25 mile an hour winds downwind, do you think you feel the same way? no, because I still feel like I'd hit it into the ocean. <laughs> so here, here's basically uh, the, the the intel that I got from Tommy when we were out playing Pacific in that he said way too many people are scared of the right because the majority of people that are out there, they're playing as a lateral. And so really, yep. just fucking hammered away in the middle of the fairway. If you miss right, you know, you're still hitting your third shot with a much yeah. better angle into no, the green. He's like, everybody just kind of screws up and gets so terrified they just trick themselves into going left when there's way more room in the fairway than you think. And the penalty for going to the water isn't even all that crazy. And I was yeah, like, so this is one of the one of the notes that I saw that you had on the sheet was uh, anything that you're excited about next year besides Sheep Ranch. Yes. Um, yes. Obviously, Sheep Ranch is number one. Number two for me is I think this is the this is finally the year where I uh, I pony up and, and have a caddy all all four days. That's my, that's my I just, guy. I just see you and Tommy and and the camaraderie <laughs> that you have and and him being a self-proclaimed dot whore uh, and love, just telling me that thoughts, he's going to call Wolf for you if you don't call Wolf on this hole. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I just I, – I need somebody to give me that positive reinforcement and to be in my corner. But I yes. also need that local knowledge of, hey, why the fuck – would you hit it left into the sand traps when you can just hit it right and have a lateral hazard when basically the sand trap is a lateral hazard? Yeah, and you sometimes even worse because that, that bunker, I think yeah. when I was there, parts of it don't have rakes. So no, you're, you're bringing a lot of crazy, funky lies into play. You know, Not to touch on me and Garrett's uh-huh. podcast, but it's, it's, it's like a true sort of hazard. It, it, it's great, but it's also fucking yeah. hard. But yeah, stay well, away from and, that. And not only are you in that hazard, but... It's not like you can just blast it out and hit it wherever you want to. You have the end of the world <laughs> on the right side of that fairway. So it's like I got to get it out over this trap and the next trap that I'm in, uh, but also not hit it into the ocean. Correct. From 220 yards. It's yeah, just... and then have 160 <laughs> to try to get up and down for par. 
I mean, guys, if it, I get out of the trap, it's pretty easy if you could just hit your driver two sixty on a rope. I mean, it's not you know. <laughs> yeah, if you if you just hit it as low as Kyle and you keep it below the wind and just below all the elements. And... Yeah, I gotta ask you guys: Is it challenging playing Band of Dunes when you hit the ball high in the air? Well, and I don't even hit it that high in the air, but but Marky's got Marky's got I, great was, ball flight. Good, yeah, he, he's like, nice yeah, and high. I actually don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't want to hit it incredibly high either. Actually. Um, but I feel like it flies higher in Bandon when I'm just like against the wind. I, 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 this, this hole, like I said, is one of my favorite holes, but least favorite holes because I'll never forget, not this year, but two years ago, I hit a five iron and it almost hit me in the face. Like the wind was going so hard. The ball went up in the air and I go, Andy, this thing might come right back at us. Hold on, watch out. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm exaggerating here, being facetious, but I probably won about 120 yards. And I go, what the hell just happened there? <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it's your ball. Your your ball does different stuff. I feel like out in Bandon than it does traditionally when you're back at home. Because I feel like people are typically like, wow, you have a nice like Bandon s ball flight, and then I get to Bandon and like I'm flying them. <laughs> It just hits that, that wind tunnel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> off the tee at Bannon, it is very, very helpful to keep that ball low. It, it is a, it, a little, a little bit of an advantage. You Feels have it. I mean, I think it's high compared to you. You have a like, you have. I mean, your ball at some point, like five, ten feet off the ground. Yeah, my, like... my, ball, my ball flight is actually kind of annoying and obnoxious. It really, it honestly only works for about eighty percent of the holes abandoned and really nowhere else. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Thing Oh, let's see. Any any other uh, favorite uh, or least favorite holes from Trails or from Bandon? Um, favorite or least favorite? No, I mean I think uh, I have Bandon Dunes number two listed on there. Just you know, we we talked about your your circulation theory. Uh, I don't abide by that. Uh, I think it's a little too early to have that that uphill of a of a climb, especially. Um, when you're going through like the, the wet sand sometimes, like it's not like firm grass that you're walking through. It's like that, that waste bunker area that's short. And sometimes my ball's in there, which makes it even worse. Um, but no, man, the, the good thing about the property is that there really aren't that, there really aren't any bad holes. Exactly. Um, like exactly. your, your least favorite hole is still going to be your, your top three favorite hole at your regular golf course that you're playing weekly. Um, and the best holes are are too many to count. Yeah, if you ask me to try to find the my least favorite golf hole in that entire resort, I don't know if I could actually think of one specific hole that just I don't like. I mean, they're literally all good. I mean, if you guys okay, let's let's do this exercise real quick. If you did, if I did force you to just pick the one hole that is just your least favorite, no, we're not saying it's bad, but just your least favorite golf hole on the whole resort. Mark, what, what what would be the first one that your your mind goes to? I mean, this is a tough one for me. It was between, like I said, Trail sixteen or Trail seven. Okay. Um, yeah, one of those two. Okay, we'll go Trails seven since we talked about sixteen already. Andy, uh, I'd probably say Old Mac four. Number four at Old Mac. Okay, Kiki, are you uh, are you still in over your skis, or you got it? You got an answer for me? Okay. Trails number one. 
Wow. No, you can hit a you can hit some out. I mean, Andy was. Oh, talking I can't about say that. I haven't done it. <laughs> I mean, this year. Yeah. Or you guys suck. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. So, trails number one, tr- or I'd say yeah, trails one, trail seven, old Mac four. Let me ask you guys this question: Is there any single golf holes in Orange County that are one hundred percent better in your that in your opinion than any of those three golf holes? Pelican, Pelican, that one part three is pretty sick. <laughs> there's, yeah, but there's, it's so tiny. I was gonna say Monarch uh, number three. Oh God, yeah, is a, is a good hole. Um, but it's still not it, like undoubtedly, and no, not it, like within the context of the golf course. No, but, and I would say, yeah, I would say each one of those holes would be a top five favorite hole. Yeah, there's <laughs> surely there's surely holes that I enjoy more exactly. down here. Um, than those but in terms of yeah would i trade golf courses like all day every day yeah i mean yeah i'll trade any of the banding courses i would trade the preserve for like probably my favorite full golf course down here oh for sure 100 percent. and and again i only asked the question to basically bring up the fact that you know it's such a it's such a trivial quasi useless exercise what we're doing in terms of trying to rank these things because they're just all so damn yeah. good. I like, mean, I think that's I think that's the biggest like point to get across is like we really have to go out on a ledge here to try to find like holes that we don't like and and I mean, rank a course last. It's champagne problems. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's champagne problems for sure. Like it's the golf out there is, and I haven't been to a lot of the the top you know resorts beyond Bandon. Uh, but I can't imagine there being four courses within where I don't have to take my car keys out in five days better than better than that, where I'm not paying to to have someone shuttle me around, yeah. right? Like that's that's all included in the property. We drive there, we park our car in front of where we're staying, and then we get back in our car five days later and we go home. Um all other transportation is completely taken care of. Like that's that's one of the biggest X, X factors for the resort, I think. Yeah, I, I mean it's yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, three minutes. All you get is a little yeah. call a shuttle driver, yeah. pick you up, get to you know tell a couple of jokes. By the way, <laughs> I, I I would like to mention that the staff this year. I don't know what's happening. It's like they get better every single. They're already like some of the best, friendliest, like most customer service oriented staff, uh, like anywhere I've ever been. So I, I want to preface this with the fact that the staff there was absolutely incredible. With that said, we had a shuttle. We had segue into. We had a shuttle driver with. We had, we had one shuttle driver with some crazy stories. There's, you get some characters up there. Do, do you guys? Do you guys get the same shuttle driver? Can, oh yeah. Can I just talk about? And I was I was thinking about like this might be a good ender for the podcast, but I think I mean this this uh, uh, the pond. You remember party shuttle lady? But I, I'll, I'll tell it now. The party shuttle. Uh, God, what's her name, Kyle? Do you know her name? The one who runs the party shuttle. Uh, no, I don't know her, but she's got the strobe light in her I shuttle will, and everything. Yeah, I almost want to say her name is Mallory. Um, or Christina, I'm she's fantastic. Sure, someone like is like 
screaming at the top of their lungs in their car right now. It's Mallory! It's Mallory, you idiot! Um, uh, but so we were driving and and we're we're passing. We're getting picked up from Crumb Lake and we're we're driving down and we turn right and we're like you can see the uh, the lodge on the left and there's that the Crumb Lake on the right. And she goes, boys, here's a little bit of abandoned history for you guys. There's beavers in there. Uh, and and boys, those aren't the type of beavers that you're going after. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, it's like you know, seven. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, that was that was a sex joke. Uh, and, and, then, and I go, okay, well, I'm like, oh, so those aren't like the beavers that like the bachelors in. And anyone who's been to abandoned in Coos Bay, they'll they'll know the bachelors in. Uh, personally, we've never left the property, but we have some, you know. Uh, the Bachelor's Inn is a uh, adult-friendly uh, area up there. The other two and guys go, in this like, podcast have like, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll let people Google it, uh, so I don't get any of the boys in trouble. Uh, so so I go kind of like the Bachelor's Inn, and she goes, "Oh no 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 the the <laughs> the beavers at the Bachelor's Inn have no teeth. The ones in the lake actually have teeth." <laughs> 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 I couldn't stop laughing. I, like, the, the ones at the bachelor didn't have no teeth. Those ones that you shouldn't be also talking to or getting in with. And I was like, don't worry. Oh. We're not, wow. uh, Mallory. That is fantastic. I liked, I liked the Black Friday joke that uh, that the shuttle driver told us. That, like, that might have was maybe... What, what, what was it? Bird, uh, shuttle legend. Oh, I love it. Hang it, hang it. Hey, now black friends on Black Friday. What, what, what a time to be yeah. alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Her <laughs> is very. Oh. What a, she was like talking about like her midget uncle. It was, it was very, very colorful. It was awesome. <laughs> it was wild. Wild times. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, it's so great. Um. All right. Just, just because I'm gonna do this, you know, just to get my two cents in here real quick. Favorite golf holes. Looking back on it after this trip. Old Mac Three, the Ghost Tree. Perfect. Nice. Old Mac six, the par five with the big crazy uh with the big Ooh. crazy bunker like the Great Hazard railroad, which is railroad awesome. tracks. Yep, and then uh, the Alps hole, the sixteenth at Old Mac. Oh, love, love, love that hole. So hard, but oh. so uh, again, just if you didn't know we were on a golf podcast, but so hard and so good. Oh my god, just just pure. I just peered a wedge right into the face of that. Hill. <laughs> I remember you taking several strokes off that hill when we were playing. So together. so many <laughs> strokes. I think I'm. I think I still haven't finished that hole. Oh man, that uh, it it didn't hurt that uh, getting my first birdie ever there this year felt uh felt pretty good. Uh, also, one I'll throw out there. There's the last two years. Tommy has told me there's one hole specifically abandoned that he thinks is a better golf hole than all the other 71 out there. He's like, this is the best golf hole at the resort. Do you want to take a guess of what you what you think it is? Uh, Mark, you were playing with me when he was talking about it. Seven at Old Mac. Negative. It's at, uh, it's at Trails. I'll give you that. He said he's gonna say Trails. Is it nine? No, 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 no. Is it? It's not the uh, the, the uphill or the downhill one. The crazy downhill fourteen. It is not, but that's awfully close. Tommy says the best hole at that golf resort is the fifteenth. So the hole after the crazy downhill, that part, that, really? that dogleg right par four, 
with that big, huge cross bunker running through it to what he believes is probably the coolest, probably the very best green complex on that entire property tucked in the back of those little, like, you know, forested dunes, which <coughs> I, I can't totally disagree. I mean, th there's other holes out there that I think I enjoy as much or more, but, man, that is a, that's about as great of a, as a mid-length strategic par four as there is. I mean, it, it is awesome. Yeah, there is. There's that big bunker right yeah. at, like, two six two fifty five. 255. Um, yeah, that, that's a good hole. According to... Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. According yeah. to... And Tommy knows best. Tommy, no, Tommy oh, always oh. knows best. So, the, according to Caddy Legend, 15 at, at, at Bannon Trails, that's, that's where you get your master class. That's that that, well, that that is the apex. I can't wait till I get my Tommy next year. God. That is the one quote I'm going to be sick. using across all social media platforms when I promote this podcast. I can't wait till I get my Tommy next year. It's gonna be <laughs> Feel free to title the, the podcast that. I uh, can't wait to. to get my God, Tommy. It's going to be great. Well, fellas, we, we're, we're running a little long, so let, let's let, let's start to wrap this thing up here. Okay. Mark. This is a segment that you suggested, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna almost kind of let you run it here. Your so Mount Rushmore of Bannon Dunes. Yeah. Give it to me. Explain this. I, I think so. Uh, you know, I listen to obviously a bunch of podcasts. Um, obviously, a very frequent listener of, of the Golf Guide Pod. Uh, and one uh, pardon part of my take on Barstool does like Mount Rushmore. So I thought it'd be fun to do like a round table of like top things to do at Bandon outside of golf, or maybe not even top things to do, but top things you're excited about, top feelings that you get, but like not related to immediately golf. Um, and and I, I think for me, it was pretty clear, and I don't mind kicking this off um, because I, I think everyone knows this is a driving factor of why I go to Bandon every single year. Obviously, the golf courses are incredible. The the friendships are incredible. I'll, I'll let good stuff, which we'll talk about. But I think we do some rapid-fire quick things. Number one for me, the meatloaf. The meatloaf is next level, incredible. You should fly all the way out to Bandon Dunes just to have Mama's meatloaf at McKee's Pub. Grandma's going to be so proud of you. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot stress it enough. That's great. Andy, you want it? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I also love the meatloaf. I, I, uh, yeah. Do you like meatloaf? I fucking love meatloaf. <laughs> so, so, and the thing is, you can't repeat yourself. So if I say meatloaf, someone has to say something different on their list. Okay. And we'll go Andy. We'll, we'll do this order. We'll do me, Andy, uh, Keel, Kyle. And then we'll go perfect. around again in circles, and we'll do until someone has, like, an awful one, and then we'll just end it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So uh, mine would be arriving and going to Shorty's for our first round. Like, straight off the airplane, wearing your airplane clothes, grabbing your golf clubs, throwing them in the shuttle, uh, having them taken to your room, putting your shoes on, maybe, maybe not, grabbing a couple beers, and jumping out of Shorty's in, like, an 18-some uh that's my top so awesome it felt really weird to not be a part of that this year since we got there early enough to play around at Mac. it was uh it was, it was a little i i did really miss that as well that was uh it, it's a great tradition that we've got going <laughs> oh it's perfect kiki non-golf mount rushmore just things just you loved about the resort can i include i guess sort of similar to saying shorty Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I have not played 
That practice center is nicer than every other golf course you've ever played before last week. <laughs> This is this is indeed very crazy. Ah, perfect. Uh, next one for me, dude. Tommy, come on, you did number <laughs> number Tommy. one, two, three, sure. and four. My my boy, Mister Fuit. I mean, the guy just—he's an absolute rock star. I mean, <laughs> oh, like every other staff member there. So yeah, I'll, I'll put Tommy up there on Mount Rushmore as well. Oh God, what Tommy would a jump. He has to listen to this podcast. I hope he does. I hope he How does. Much- how much love we've given him. Oh. Uh, I, I'm going to go with this one next, which this one's probably like off the beaten path or off, you know, but God, I love the starter at preserve. <laughs> he has been there. What's his every name again? Four, every year that we've been there. Ironically, his name is also Mark. Oh, it is. Um, okay. He's just the nicest guy ever. He has like these incredibly wild takes where Every time it rains, he Ziploc bags his feet so that water doesn't get in there. And he couldn't have been a nicer guy today. I mean, that, that one day he was like, oh, you guys need Sunday bags? Like, here you go. Hey, you guys need scorecards? Don't forget this. Like he And, like, he was just the nicest guy. Mark at the preserve, starter preserve, just he's incredible. Same guy. I don't know if he ever takes a day off, no days off for that guy. Amazing. All right. Anybody uh, got it? Shout out to Alex. Uh, I'm going to go with Pro Shop Pimpin', uh, <laughs> which was uh, a term that was coined by him this year. Your brother uh, got after it in the golf my shops. My brother was he's, – he's heard me talk about Bandon at Thanksgiving every year for What's the last the three years. Uh, and he was more fired up – not more fired up than I was the first time, but pretty damn close – uh, and his go-to move was to get dressed in the morning and then go to the pro shop and buy all new gear, wear the new gear that he just bought. And then instead of having them send the new gear back to his room, he would have them send the gear that he was wearing that day back to his room, which was typically the gear that he had bought the previous day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and, and, uh, Mark and Gautam turned that, uh, coined that term pro shop pimpin'. Uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and put that on my Mount Rushmore. It's so good. Mark, weren't you saying that Alex was actually putting a lot of like stock and time into his outfits each day? That, that, that <laughs> those... <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and every, was... every morning he, he had like, when we got there, he unpacked his bag and he had like his fits, like like he was in the U.S. Open, like <laughs> every day, like you know, belt, pants, shirt, zip up, vest, whatever he was gonna wear, and then he would go to the pro shop and just buy completely new shit and just wear that the next day instead. Wow, that is incredible. That is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Pro shop pimping, perfect. Oh, I'll throw another one here. The lodging. The lodging in the oh, rooms at Bandon are just so perfect, dude. They, they, they're, they're, I think they might be my favorite hotel rooms anywhere, which actually I did want to bring this up real quick before uh, before the pod was over. So 
every year before this, we've always stayed in the same place. We've stayed in the Lily Pond uh, cottages, which are among the first uh, rooms that were built at Bannon other than the main lodge. This year, we switched it up and went to the Chrome Lake cabins, which were a little bigger. The rooms were a little bigger. The beds were a little bigger, but everybody was kind of in separate buildings. Uh, Mark and Andy, I, w- I wanted your guys' take on what you thought of the Chrome Lake versus the, the Lily Pond. Yeah, so uh, I love the Lily Pond. I do too. Like it, it just – the best way to describe it whenever people ask me like what the lodging is like is I tell them it's like – it's like golf dorms, but on our trip, it's with people. It's with all people that you know or that you're with on that trip. Um, so I loved, and I love the like back patio area off the back of the lily pond where we yeah. can all kind of like hang out and, and shoot the shit and have bigger group settings where we don't have to necessarily be at a bar where we're, we're paying for drinks where we can drink some of our own stuff. Right. Um, the rooms were bigger. The beds being bigger didn't really make a difference to me, right? Like the big, the beds are plenty big enough. Like I'm, I'm so beat after walking 36 holes of golf that yeah. I can sleep on a twin bed uh, and and be totally fine. So um, they were they were fine. The other thing that Mark and I talked about was normally once you drive into Bandon, you don't go out that road that because it's like a one way road in, right? Like it's one way in, one way out. So you don't typically go out like in the direction of out on that road until you're leaving versus to get to Chrome Lake. We kind of had to go that way every time to get home. Yeah. So that was a little bit different. I just I felt like Lily Pond was a little bit closer, even though I guess Chrome Lake is technically closer to the lodge from all the stuff that I've read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought Chrome Lake was, was great, but I, I definitely prefer Lily Pond and I know that they're renovating it and, uh, hoping that we'll, we'll be back in there next year. But yeah, I would say for a group of our size, when you're doing something, you know, of the scale of 20 plus people being able to take over one of those Lily Pond you know, dorm rooms and have 16 people in one giant, you know, facility of two stories is, is so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think like to echo what Andy said, I think if there's a group of six people or you're with a couple or whatever, like the Chrome Lake cabins are fantastic, but like with how large our group is, if you have a group over like, you know, eight to 10 people, like the, the Lily Ponds, are more ideal for that group setting. Totally. So I, I feel like, I mean, not like one is better than the other. I think for our group, Lily Pond's better. If you're going with a different group, I think, you know, you can make the the argument that Chrome Lake is so nice because you're in the middle of the forest. You can go on a nice hike, you know, or walk to the lodge, which we never did. Uh, the, you're close to the labyrinth, which I've never seen, but I mean, there's a lot of arguments that I personally can't, you know, uh, fight for, but I can see why people would really like the Chrome Lake. But for, I think our group to Andy's point, like having the camaraderie of everyone in the same building, you're in the same area, you have that outdoor backyard patio. I think, I prefer the Lily Pond for our our specific group for larger groups. Yeah, and I say larger groups, I mean twenty eight dudes. Yeah, I mean I think if you I think if you can fill up 
a lily pond, like if you have dorm, at least twenty four right? people, which is how many guys you would need to fill up yeah. an entire building, yeah. it's <laughs> it's the move. Right, like if you can fill up like half, either the bottom half or like one of the two sides, um, I would say lily pond's better. Like, yeah, yeah, you have more room in in the bedroom in like the the hotel room specifically, but like you're in there so little. And you, you, you know, the only thing you're really doing with that room is just like putting down your travel golf bag and like throwing your dirty clothes. Like it's, it's not like you're doing a lot of stuff in the room necessarily. So that space for me was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I, I would much rather trade this to be able to be, to walk out my back door and see all my buddies on the patio and like talk shit to everybody and figure out what scores were and make different cocktails across the rooms and things like that. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, miss, I, 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 I did miss everybody I did. able to walk to everybody, you know, everybody else's room and uh, socialize and be drink, like go to the bunker bar, then head back and just know that there's going to be at least, you know, a dozen guys all hanging out in different rooms in their patio, smoking and drinking that I, I did miss that a little bit. That was really, really, really fun. Um, yeah. Cause once you went home, this year it was like you were you were yeah. home and you were you were in bed going to bed. You had your roommate and that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. Unless your roommate got him and then you're never really asleep. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal. Okay, I, I think we we stalled there. So I, I had uh, rooms there. We, we we have more on the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Uh, I don't. So I have to say this. I mean, Mount Rushmore. The fact that this podcast has gone now the length of a Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter film, and Star Wars film. And this this one is my, this one is going to be broken into two parts, fellas. Okay. <laughs> the fact that this person has not been brought up until this point, shoe, God, shoe is a gem, like in every sense of the word. And I remember him just being this fictitious character that I read in the Dream Golf book, and then we got to meet him, and he's just such a I guess sweetheart. And then every year he somehow magically places himself into our lives. Where, like, I go, oh, Andy, there's shoe. Let's go say hi. And we'll, like, peep, pop our head and say hi to shoe. But then, like, we'll be like, oh, Andy, like, let's go drop off our bags. Andy and I are big Shipstick fans. No advertisement for the pod, but Shipsticks, uh, <laughs> let's, get best. Best. The best. Uh, let's get you the best. Let's get you. Not sponsored. Uh, sponsored the Golf Guide pod. Um, Andy and I are big fans of Shipsticks. So I go, Andy, let's drop our bags off, and then you know uh, they'll take them to the lodge, and then we'll we'll do the ship stick stuff. So we walk up to our bags, and they're waiting for us there, like they always are. And and I go, there's already our ship stick logos on there. And on cue, Shoe turns around the corner and goes, Hey boys, like I saw you guys were checking out. I saw your names on each one of the bags. I found your ship stick confirmation codes and I printed them out and I put all the nice logo on it that FedEx needs to do everything. So you guys should be all set. I go, Oh my God. I just want to like, I just say you want to give that guy a hug. Like you're like, you can't believe it. So give I, him a I, kiss. God, I just love, I just, I, I literally was like, I was like, shoot. And then like, I immediately went into like full fanboy shoe mode. Like, Shoe, I tweeted you like your happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was two years ago. Uh, God, I love that you gave yesterday a nine point eight five. I would have gave it a nine nine, but you know what? Who's counting? <laughs> I follow every one of your tweets. You're my hero. Oh, so fucking good. So oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Shoe, shoe. shoe is fucking Mount Rushmore. Shoe is the best. Love it. Absolutely love it. Ferdig, you got any more for us? Yeah, McKee's Pub. Oh, God. I love McKee's Pub. Everything about it, the food, the scotch eggs, 
the the fucking meatloaf, which we already discussed. Wow. Do you uh, like meatloaf? Um, I got some hot toddies this year, Kyle, which were Ooh, I had a guy I, I had I had one of those. I think G V got me one. That was real, real nice. My goodness. Nice touch with that. Um yes, I'm going McKee's pub, just just in general. Mm, phenomenal. Kiki, anything else for you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh God! Look at Love look that. at look at the new guy coming in with the deep the deep cut. I like that. Are you talking about the trail one, the trail nope. session? So no, the one that's actually right outside of McKee's. Oh yes! Oh my God! Yeah. That they have so much footage. And that thing gets hot. Whoo! That thing gets real oh, hot. That is. That's a great call. God, that is a great call. God, it's so good. I, I, we, I know we touched on it a little bit uh, a little bit earlier uh, when you were talking about one specifically, but for me, another thing on the route, Mount Rushmore is every single one of the halfway houses on those golf courses are so wonderful. They all make great cocktails. They all have great snacks. They're If you weren't playing golf, it'd be a great place to just sit down and have a beer and hang out. Like every like yeah. Pacific, Old Mac, Trails. I mean, Bannon is, you know, is, is, it doesn't have one. But I mean, it's not Andy's favorite turn stand. It's the best turn stand in, in the continental United States of America, by far. No questions asked. That is the best. I at me. You can you can at me this time. That's the best. Oh, that's so good. All right, uh, let's see here. Any other Mount Rushmore items for you fellas? You guys. I mean, I feel like we could go on forever, but I guess. Uh, yeah, we yeah we can keep going. I I think we I think we nailed the uh, the top several. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, let's wrap this thing up then, fellas. Uh, let, let's get one uh, one last parting take, and it's I don't you know I don't even need like a take. Just you know one last parting thought. You know, kind of uh, how how would you sum up the 2019 trip to Bannon Dunes, uh, gentlemen? Wait, one of you guys want to uh, go first? I think for me, like, it just never disappoints. Um, I think I came into this whole experience four years ago much different than, like I said, Andy did. Where I came in, I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd love golf, like, but, like, how I've never played high-caliber, amazing golf. And it just I, – I didn't – I came in, like, not expecting much, and it was just incredible – and I've come even more excited to go every single year. So year two, three, four, I become more and more excited. So this year I was more excited to go than I was last year and more excited to go than I was the year before and just kind of so on and so forth. And it's just incredible, even with expectations just continually mounting, like it's still just that incredible. And it's even better than I remember it. Um, and I, I think that's that's one big piece. And two, I think, I mean, this is a credit to you, Kyle, I mean, the, the group that you put together, the whole, you know, the whole event that you put together, I mean, it's just getting better and better every year, just from a logistical standpoint. I mean, the gifts that you provide, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just incredible. And the, and the people that you meet on these trips, it's just, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think, you know, this year I had the pleasure of playing with, you know, Whiting and TK and both guys, I didn't really know that well. And then I, you know, I came out of it, and Whiting and I were, were boys. I mean, literally, we're, we're texting yesterday, uh, <laughs> talking about how his spine was doing, you know, after he ate shit on Old Mac, like it was two three weeks ago. I, I, I mean, you get these, like, you have, and it's funny, my fiance when you know BQ was in town, and he texted me, and he wanted to go to dinner, 
And I go, I go, well, I got to go meet with BQ, Megan. Like, I, I have to go. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's it's abandoned dude. Like, I can't, like, and, you know, it, it's just a different type of, like, you know, thing. So I think that's a credit to you and obviously the, the people that you bring on the trip and you kind of know the personalities that are going. So, I mean, those are the two biggest things is, like, it, it just never lets down. And then the people you meet there are just, you know, top notch. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, uh, practice makes perfect. We're, get, we're getting a little better each and every year. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, Andy, what do you got for us, brother? Yeah, man. I think, I think for me, uh, the coolest part this year was being able to share with my brother. Um, I get to see, like, I've gotten to see over the last four years, like, you get to share it with your pops and Spence sharing it with his pops and, and Amarine and his dad and Mark and his dad and, um, you know, Greg and his brother and, and a lot of different kind of families turning into this band and trip and being able to bring my brother who loves golf as much as I do um, and giving him his first experience of like a, a boy's golf trip uh, was really cool and seeing kind of his eyes light up and, and figure out like what these trips are all about and, and the camaraderie of it and, and kind of how everybody gets along, even though, you know, a lot of us really, the only time we get together is one time a year at Bandon, uh, seeing a place like that, bring together a bunch of different guys from different places, uh, and different backgrounds and all of that. And, and really just be able to, to hang out and have a great time for a week with, literally no problems and all fun um was probably my favorite thing um and and just seeing like the whole resort through a newcomer's eyes right like you get that with every new guy that comes through on the trip um but for me having it be my little brother and and being able to see him you know win some skins and win some money from the boys and and have a good time uh, and already, you know, be saving money for next year, uh, really was, was the big deal for me. And like how much of a, a family environment, not only our trip is, but I think the resort is in general, um, from just people that love golf, right? Like something you can share with uh, your family members that are as golf obsessed as you are. Yeah. Yeah. I concur. I mean, it, it's just a, it's a very, very special place. And I, I love the fact that it's special for basically from what I talked to everybody and it's special for a slightly different reason for everybody. That's a, that's a mark of a good spot right there. So I, the long and the short of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, listening here is, uh, I think I could safely say that all four of us would endorse Bannon dunes as a golf destination. <laughs> I, I, I think it is uh it's a nice, it's a nice place to be. What did, did, did I don't know. Am I, am I off base there? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm like, we're not me. getting paid either. To say any of these amazing, nice things, I'm paying a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I know Bannon's, yeah. Bannon's coming yeah. out really I good can on show this. You my bill. They it's take our, they take our money, and then they get two hours of free of like a, basically a free audio infomercial. <laughs> it's really, really great. Uh, well, on that note, fellas, I what a, what a, what an awesome marathon! Two hours and twenty three minutes. We got a, a, one more hour, and we could be we could competing with the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty good, uh, fellas. All right. Uh, with that being said, everybody, any, any last words before we uh, we say adieu? No, Kyle, thank you for always putting on a fucking awesome trip, man. We really enjoy it and, and look forward to it every year. Hey, man, I, this thing would not uh, – I would not even want to put this trip on if it wasn't for all you guys coming on it with me. It, uh, you, you guys are the ones that make it special, and uh, that's, a, that's the thing I guess I'll leave my parting note with is that anybody going on a big trip like this, 
best enjoyed you know with uh with friends whether they're friends you know when you get to the resort or friends you make while you're there uh just really 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 special place to share with somebody good call yeah thank you tear tear come from the eye and with that everybody thank you so much <laughs> we will be back next time uh actually just a little preview for y'all I'm about 48 hours away from recording a nice uh special sheep ranch preview podcast with a couple of guys that took the tour with so uh yeah, if, if, if you if you like this, just ready for some just a couple couple of grown men to continually geek out on each other for uh, for another <laughs> hour. So it's going to be pretty pretty good. All right, on that note, I'll be listening. Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you very much, everybody. Adios. Wow, re-listening to that last little bit of the podcast just give me all the fuzzies inside. Cannot wait to go back next year. Uh, thank you one last time to Andy, Mark, Keel. Um, man, that trip to Bandit is so much. Fun. I mean, bar none, my favorite week of the year, and uh, I, I'm lucky that I found a lot of different people that uh, feel the same way and really just go for it. Um, so, thanks to everybody that went on the trip. Thank you to the guys who did the podcast with me. Thank you to Bannon for being wonderful hosts. And uh, that's it, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We're going to be back with uh, at least one more Bannon-related podcast from this year. Might be focusing around the Sheep Ranch, <laughs> like I said. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But otherwise, have a wonderful week. We'll be back next episode. Until then, adios. Adios.